It's going to be gloomy. It's going to rain again, which is pretty sad, but I've never seen so much rain in Southern California. Let's make sure that we are okay here. And they were live. Okay, my YouTube already. My people on the podcasting already. Let's see if my friends here are live on Instagram. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. BC here on another cool, exciting episode of Tech Tuesday. My friends, so good to see all of you. Fabian, greetings. Good seeing you indeed. Hello. E1W, how are you, sir? Thank you for joining me today. Justin, waves to you as well. Thank you so much for joining. What's up, Sammy Sam? Good seeing you. LS Integra, suck to you as well. Cream, cash rules everything about around me. <laughs> I think I was going to say about, around me. The legend, thank you for the kind words. Joe's Patrick, good seeing you. Boy, good seeing you as well. Danny GSR, greetings. Sam, long time no speak. How are you? Hawaii is in the house, courtesy of Jim Genghis Khan. Good seeing you. Doe, hello and welcome everyone. Adam, good seeing you as well. For those of you on Instagram Live, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Silver Da, for the crack kind words. YouTube, you guys are fantastic. Those listening to on the podcasting, whether we're on Anchor, Radio Public, Spotify, whatever you're doing, using the restroom, walking your dog, working out, I am here. Thank you so much, you know. Yes, Chad says I'm a very busy man. Indeed, extremely busy. Zorin Zita, greetings. Jeremy Robb, hello, much love to you as well, sir. Yes, ITB Kevin is good. My friends, are, he's right. Piro is offering this banana sponsorship and I always been pushing them to do something to give back to community, which is pretty cool. And um, we'll talk about today some of the Piro oils and advantages of that. And if those of you don't know this, as Kevin has mentioned, hit them up, go on your Instagram feed, DM them. They, Deal is ridiculous. I can't even get that kind of deal, which I'm going to apply and get some of that as well. It's amazing sponsorship, indefinite sponsorship, and the, I think it's only for a week or so. So they're helping all of you who have influence on Instagram or whatnot to be able to go in there and have some have a good time. You know, thank you so much, D. Thanks for the kind words. Yes, you're too kind. Even on vacation, I appreciate you joining me. You know. What's a turbo you're using in the Odyssey? Why QCM is asking? I'm using a 72 millimeter. Actually, I want a 72 millimeter Turbonex initially, and I have a precision 68, 69 millimeter. It's pretty nice, you know? Ball bearing, of course. You need to borrow a bob cover. How are you gonna give me something and borrow it? <laughs> Danny, I only made a limited supply. I won't have any more. Hey, Hedy, thanks for joining. Good seeing you guys. Thank you to Doran, Dennis. Thank you for watching the Netflix Fastest Car. That show was a lot of fun, and it looks like we're going to be part of season three with something very exciting for them. Paza Autos from the UK, good seeing you as well, you know. Um, oh, thank you so much. The new Bugatti, Psycho. Oh, San Francisco in the house, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, he said Barrow, he did say that. Hello, 1L. So, today, guys, we're going to talk about some cool things. I promised to talk about, oh, Rolling Art Eddie, is that you? Eddie is now part of the Pure family. Thank you so much. You're going to love those guys. They're good. I'm representing them in the back, representing the hat. I have oil with me, which is pretty cool. I've got 020, which is E85 and methanol compatible. I was going to talk about breaking oil as we talk about pistons. So it's going to be a great day, indeed. Cheers away, PBW. Thank you for seeing that. Yes, that's a 914. It's a 1976 914 with a 2.0 in it, you know. Mahmoud from Bahrain, thank you for joining me all the way from the Middle East. Yo, Sammy, good seeing you. 
Um, where do you buy? So I don't, if you want to buy Pistons or oil, we have in stock, but PR is offering some crazy sponsorship. So go on the PR USA site, um, better yet their Instagram feed, hit them up. And I'm sure if you have some friends, they'll be more than happy to sponsor you. It's bad for business for me, isn't it? But they're good people. So the more people on the oil that realize the benefits and helps the cars, the better off, you know? I like the you know, 14s as well. They're almost like the Del Souls of Porsches, Hedy would say when she's up here, which is pretty interesting indeed. So we're talking about some technology. And starting about technology, we're going to talk about pistons and how to make them last a long time. This is a nice Porsche set for D-Series, courtesy of our friends from Trom, which is pretty nice. And one thing I want to talk about today about maintaining your cars, which is pretty, pretty kind. Hello, Clint. Good seeing you. Thank you, YQCM. You know, um, what, oh, Ms. Three Sedan, Opa, um, Pure All, definitely them. Um, very popular in the Mazda 6 community, Mazda Speed 6 community, because of the direct injection, which is a challenge, you know. Oh, I, let's see, um, I will, Mark, sorry about that. I've been a bit crazy. I'll definitely do that. Um, the UK is in the house, Seth. Thank you so much for joining. Atrocious, hello. Um, yes, you did, Psycho. Absolute smash. I like the design. Absolutely indeed, you know? So, we're talking about pistons. Fox! Oh, you're here. So, guys, I got to pause from my normal technology routine to talk about Fox design, Paul. What a great guy. Yesterday, not yesterday, but last week, I had the opportunity of getting a very nice package in the mail. It was this. And came with a very nice handwritten note, which is a lost art because we don't see much handwritten notes. Aaron, don't get me started, because I will grab my wig. Don't start with me. I will do it, you know? So, this right here. And what did he send me? A wagon parking permit. Yes, this is a very nice composite-based material. It's like a, this composite plastic. It's really high quality, something you see with a handicapped sign. He sent this to me as a wagon permit parking, like a wagon parking permit only, for wagons only which I need to definitely put there, which is pretty cool, you know? So, oh, Tadarin from Italy. So thank you so much. Fox, you didn't order from me. You got it from Purell, um, which would be pretty cool. See, Paz needs it too. It's pretty popular. It's really cool. So thank you so much, Paul, a.k.a. Fox Design. I appreciate the love. You're very kind. This one goes straight to the wagon right now and be part of its decor. So thank you so much, you know? So YQCM is saying I should make the Odyssey all your drive. I'm not going to touch the Odyssey. It's going to stay front-wheel drive, but... The fact that we lost on the show with Netflix created the wagon. So the wagon's all-wheel drive, half the weight of the, of the Odyssey, similar power potential, all-wheel drive, and sequential gearbox. So that's going to be a lot of fun, you know? Thank you, Daddy. I'm in California as well, so I'm not too far away from you, you know? My pleasure, Nick Mopar. I really loved going to Field Fest. It's so, it's so sad that it rained, but still, there's a lot of good people there, which is pretty nice, you know? Ah, very nice. Well done. You should have a good time with that. So we plan on being in the third season with the, um, the Waggle Man and possibly our Viper, which should be pretty nice, you know? Yeah, I know. They'd be my pricing. But you know what? Um, they're good guys, and they would love to get help in helping as many people as possible get on the, on the brand and help spread the good news. So I'm happy for that. That's great. The more people that are on it, the better it is for me, which is great, you know? I love those guys, you know? And you got seven horsepower, see? So Fox Design, above and beyond, giving me this pretty cool thing tried out some Purell and gained seven wheel, which is pretty cool. So the one thing I want to talk about is definitely oil and the importance it is to your engine, you know. Colin, today I drove 
a 2017 Hyundai Ioniq Hybrid, which runs this, by the way, as well. Got me more miserly. But here's the thing I want to talk about, guys. I just talked about a 2017 um, Ioniq that I got new. My first car that I modified was a Honda CRX in 88 I bought used. Many of you have cars that are new or used. You remember back to your very first car, or maybe you're in the market for a first car. And one thing is that you never know how well they were maintained. So it's very, very important. Absolutely right, Fox Design saying numbers online, they don't. And it's very important for you to protect your engine while getting some of the benefits of performance without worrying about cops. This is a performance part, as far as I can see. These guys know their stuff based in aerospace. They are very advanced when it comes to lubrication technology. The engineers there shared with me about the benefits that the oil that you and I are used to, that you buy in the stores, that you see commercially available, has such old technology. Even the so-called performance boutique oils are old technology. In aerospace, they see more heat and friction than we see in automotive. So they use aerospace technology. They have it available to us. In my opinion, this should be like 50 bucks a quart. But I have it for $14 a quart, which is pretty cool. And they have some crazy sponsorship now where you get it for way less than that, which is crazy. But anyway, when it comes to conditioning your seals, making sure your seals, that's what kills seals, is heat and friction. Reducing friction and having the ability to put heat at bay, this is the way to go, you know? Yes, Kevin picked up horsepower as well. Appreciate that, guys, you know? And mid-glia, yes, you do have to get alignment after your coilovers because it throws your entire suspension off and it's very important. If you can corner balance, which is a good advantage of being able to use coilovers, you should do that as well. It really completely changes the handling of your car. Very important. Hello, MJ Photograph Neighbor. Good seeing you. And as I talked about my desire to insist that if you have a new car, used car, to upgrade to a proper oil that can protect you, make your engine last much longer, and condition and preserve your seals. A gentleman asked me on Instagram today, could I talk about breaking in engines? And I'd love to be able to do that, you know? Um, oh, you do? You're in front of the shop? Well, you can come in, SB. The team's up front, so even though I'm back here, the front door should be open. And uh, Albert's up front, and Lindsay is up front, so by all means, you know, come on down, you know? Yes, we do. You know what, Kevin? I need to talk to you about some stuff when, when I see you next time. It's pretty nice. And SB, if you're here, go to the front. The front should be open, by all means, you know? You're out of the Honda game. Diesel, adding good. I didn't expect that of you. That is really interesting. Please do tell more. PM me. I want to know what's up with you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ibrahim. I appreciate the kind words, you know? Oh, yes, I spoke to you recently. Hi, Rev Zeke. Um, if you have a hard time, let me know. I may have access to some here in California, which would be pretty cool. Okay, so, break-in. I was asked about my break-in procedure. So, my break-in procedure has really become more advanced as the years progress to be able to find ways to do things properly. And look, these guys are stepping in now from SB Machine. Come on, guys. And Rico's here, who I told I won't be available in the afternoon, and he still came anyway. What do you have? Oh, what is this? It's our, our new logo right there. New His new logo. And he brought me, you know what, why this means a lot to me, guys? Because I don't get gifts. Rico knows I don't get gifts because he doesn't give me anything. No, I'm kidding. I'm giving no, our time. Um, I don't get gifts. I always give a lot. And to get this, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank Come you. say hi to everyone. Hi. So th he did hi. the crazy machine work on the, on the, on the wagon, which is awesome. So I'm going to put this right here on the Porsche, okay. where it's going to protect the Porsche, which is pretty nice. Or the Porsche is going to protect it. I'm going to put that right here. Thank you so much. And here's his brother right here as well. Come on and say hi. Very good guys. They're in San Bernardino. Very nice guys. Very elegant. They take care of stuff. And here's Rico. Rico from Foam Brothers. He keeps my stuff clean. More than his beard, he keeps the cars clean. It's pretty nice. See, he's a great detailer. What is like that? Yeah, dude, check it out. Sounds good. Um, really good guys. So I'm so fortunate, you know? 
What would you charge to do a break-in on the dyno? Um, typically, during the break-in process, or the dyno process, it's automatic to break in, which, Kevin, is a great segue to what I was going to talk about, you know? Um, the coyote's going to love it. Thank oh, my pleasure. My pleasure indeed, Eddie. Um, <clears throat> so, break-in. There are two ways that I break in in his car wash. Eddie, if you're here, I can have him. I don't know if you're here. If you're here, I'm sure he'll be, able to, he'll be more than happy to do it. But it's going to rain today, so you shouldn't wash your car yet. Um, so, break-in. Two ways that I break in, but there's one process that's the same, and I've really taken the time to optimize this process over the years based upon what works and what doesn't work. I was not even a huge believer in breaking oil at all until I started playing around with it, you know? Um, and that being said, what I typically do is I have a new engine, new filter. And you know, engine has a bunch of lint and rubbish in it that you can't quite clean out when you're building the engine. It's even scarier if you don't do your own engines and you have someone who you don't know is very meticulous or not. So I'd fill up with either SAE30 or SAE40 depending on the oils that I plan on running based upon my bearing clearances. So if I have an, an engine that is close to factory tolerances and I'm going to stay anywhere from 020 to uh, 530 in my engine fill, I go with SAE30. If I'm going to go thicker, if my oil is going to end up being a, a 1040 or 2050, I go with SAE40 oil and I fill it up. Start up the car first time. Check for leaks, of course. Sometimes you have leaks, sometimes you don't. Let it bring it all the way up to temperature. Shut down the car. And then let it cool down. Start the car again. Bring it to operating temperature. Make sure everything is proper. Shut it down. I do that three times. Then if it's an oil, if an engine build, I don't know how clean the person was, I'll flush it out, drain it all out, and put a new filter and new oil in it. If it's my own engines that I build, I'm very meticulous with keeping things extremely clean in my clean room. I leave the original oil in. And if it's a street car, I pull it out and I drive around town for at least 2,000 miles. I drive around, drive around. I don't keep the throttle at the same position. I vary throttle going in and out of vacuum. And then when it's done after 2,000 miles, I drain it out with it and then put in my oil of, of choice. This does a good job in cleaning and allowing for very good interaction between the cylinders and the rings to provide a proper seal while protecting the bearings with over 1,500 ppm of zinc, which is pretty cool. And protects the valve train too. Now, what if it's a race car? What if it's something like uh, the blue Porsche or the wagon? I can't drive on the street and do that. On a dyno, I literally do a dyno session. And my dyno procedure, as Kevin can attest, I do partial throttle tuning and full throttle tuning. So a good 45 minutes is just partial throttle. I'm changing the varying the throttle positions, varying the RPMs, and cleaning up the map to get it impeccable in partial driving conditions close to stoichiometry. Now, after that, I do my full sweeps, and after my two or three hour session, engine's broken in, done. I drain this out, it looks nasty, it comes, it takes all the rubbish out, and I put in my regular synthetic of choice, being pure all, either 020, 530, 1040, or 2050, depending. And that's it, very, very simple, that's what I do, you know? Yeah, bearing clearances are very, very important. That's why the E60 M5 has so many issues, it's very possible, by all means, you know? So that being said, um, what do I think about the Amazon oil? I don't like the fact that it doesn't have much protective zinc. Um, that's the thing. It's a very cost-effective, cheap oil, but it doesn't protect. The one thing is you have to bear in mind, and we talked about this, and I should really post that on YouTube about the different oils, and I'll probably do another oil seminar and have you guys live, is that a lot of the base oils are pretty standard. You have group threes, which is another great, but you have group four and group fives, which is what Purell is, very advanced. Then the additive package, especially with the zinc, is what makes a big difference. So that's what sets it apart, which is pretty nice. What antifreeze do I recommend for the East Coast? I haven't lived in the East Coast, so I can't really attest to that. What I do here in California, 
I tend to use deionized water and water wetter, and that works very well for me. But I know you can't do that. When am I coming to you, Miami? Later this year. We're going to do something really cool. Oh, is it early next year? I'm sorry. I think early next year. We're going to do something really cool. Momo, there's a big Porsche gathering that happens in Miami. And it's so weird. We were just, the family and I were just talking about that a couple of days ago. You know, that's pretty cool. No filters yet. When I tend to use the filters, I use K&N um, or factory. That's typically what I use, you know. Have I had any experience with rotaries? Yes, quite a bit uh, in terms of tuning, but I haven't built any myself. AJ, how are you? YQ, I, I was in, I think Katie was can attest this. We were in, last year in Canada twice, we were in Toronto. Really cold at this time of year. We were there in January, I think again in April. It was really cold. It was pretty nice. Thank you so much, Mag. Hello, Tony. You know? Um, that would be awesome. Let us know. Follow back. Okay, sounds good, sir. Greetings, New York City. Maza the one. Good seeing you. Not giving Bertritz. I keep always messing up your name. Hello, indeed. You know? Um, how to get 250 plus horsepower from H23 automatic? The easiest way is to supercharge or turbocharge. That's the easiest way. And A, you can push it, but so much is being absorbed by the automatic transmission, it's easier to force induce. Thanks for the love, Genesis Coop. Appreciate that. Experience with Fiat engines? No. I have not had the opportunity to build or play with those yet. Forgive me. Uh, what do you think about the new Koenigsegg streetcar that makes 1600 horsepower and 85? I think it's freaking awesome. I think it's awesome, Duran. It's wonderful. I am crazy about power, especially power that's streetable. It's, it's the best thing. I think it's fantastic. Have you ever worked with Audi 1.8Ts, only flashing them and designing components for them? But I haven't built one myself. Craft Motion, good seeing you. Thank you so much. You know? All a good part of the reason for the name, yes, it's quite a bit of a tongue twister there, you know? Um, any tips for tuning the rotary? Yes, you cannot push stoichiometry too much or push AFRs to run lean. You have to run a little bit richer than you run with the piston-style engines, and it doesn't tolerate huge swings in ignition time. Uh, why do I favor port injection over direct injection, despite the advantages with chemical energy? Well. The chemical energy is something that's contained typically in the fuel or the oxygen, but how that heat is being generated based upon atomization and the fact that you can get away with leaner mixtures with direct injection is huge. Now here's a challenge. When it comes to the point of making huge horsepower, we tend to run into that wall of limitations of the fuel system with direct injection, and that's the challenge. Plus. Today, in the motorsport world we live today, it's not very common to see controllers for direct injection. Think of the Type R Civic that currently exists, the latest model for the 10th gen Civic. When you get the 350, short of you adding some kind of additional water methanol or doing something very aggressive with a port injection module, you're limited to close to mid 300s with that setup. So that's a challenge. So that's the reason why. No, um, at this time, I didn't go. Pirol, to my knowledge, doesn't make any oils for diesel. If the demand is there, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to, to do that. But at this point, no, don't even do it for, uh, I would say, for, um, for the auto cycle internal combustion engines, you know, four-stroke. Nick Rock, Nick F22C, says, I have a, an RSX Type S with K20. It's going to run the full Jay's racing exhaust and a race header, as well as intake and new ECU. Other than these, what else do you think I should do for street power? There are quite a few things you can do. For street power, definitely because you have aluminum manifold, a lot of the heat of the head is rejected into an intake manifold. You want to get an intake heat shielding gasket, which we have on sale for like $24 shipped globally now, which is amazing. So get that. 
for your R6 engine. Above and beyond that, this. Very overlooked as a performance item. Pure oil is very cost effective. We have people on here who saw everyone from five to seven horsepower gain to the wheels. So you don't even see that with some exhaust systems, especially engines that are highly tuned. But this gives you the ability to create more power for you because it's less friction. It has a much better lubricity, very strong um, chemical and heat resilience. And above and beyond that, you can get much more life out of it than a standard conventional oil, which is only about 3,000 miles. But you get six, 7,000 miles on this, which is not a challenge, you know? Um, most difficult car to tune from my experience? Most difficult to tune? This is a good question. The most difficult in beta, I can say, was the Civic Type R because of all the torque systems that exist with the factory ECU and having to crack the factory ECU gel beta, these are things we didn't know initially. So that was really challenging. Um, apart from that, um, I remember a customer who came in with a carbureted VTEC setup. That was very challenging to tune because the car doesn't have the capability of changing fuel as you would with an electronic system, which is pretty interesting. Thank you, YQCM. I love the blue Porsche as well. That's my first one. And pay attention, guys. It should be Kevin made eight horsepower. Thank you so much, Kevin. It should be at Hoonigan very soon. We just got an email from them that they want it for the Hoonigan event. So um, I'm going to clean up a little bit and get it there, and it should be very nice, you know? Um, I am Stephen Kibble says, hey, BC, how have been? I've been great. was wondering if you agree to use mineral-based oil to run in a new build engine, building a... D14A3 turbo, but I'm not sure to have, if we have them in the U.S. No, we don't have D14s in the U.S., but I've done projects for them. Mizu, save the same cam, absolutely. But mineral-based oil, yes, but it needs to have, it needs to be enriched with high amounts of zinc. So Purell Onyx, the braking oil, is mineral-based, but it also has the protective quality of good ZZDP, high zinc, good phosphorus, and moly. So it is mineral-based. But don't just use a regular off-the-shelf, especially for a D-series, which has very sensitive valve train with the camshafts. You need to use a high zinc oil. When you start using current SN-based oils that don't have much zinc, it kills the valve train very quickly, you know? Thank you so much, Fox Design. I appreciate the kind words. We have some really exciting stuff coming via Dodge as well, which is pretty exciting, you know? So that being said, this is what you need. If you're in the country, I can help you out. Um, I think if you hit up Pure right now on Instagram, I should I be saying this because I like to sell this, but they have a sponsorship program now that you can take advantage of, which is pretty nice. Um, Bebo Fast says, can it handle methanol? Yes. As you look at the designations I mentioned earlier on, right there, it has methanol compatible. And most boutique oils, especially conventional oils, have no business being combined with methanol. They just cannot tolerate it. They become very diluted easily. They froth. And hence, have an emulsion that exists where you get air in between the bearings, which is dangerous. But this has very high chemical resilience, and by all means, as Exotruck said, high zinc FTW, high amount of zinc, you know? Any turbo man uh, manifold and setup recommendations for my D16? I like the stuff from um, uh, Speed Factory. They have some very good manifolds, exhaust manifolds for them. And I'm a huge advocate of either precision or turbinex turbos right there. J-Rod from Ahu, thank you for joining me in this Tech Tuesday. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you. I see I'm smiling because I'm very happy. And we start today thanking the guys from San Bernardino Machine and sending me this cool shirt. Thanking my friends from Fox Design and getting me this cool permit for my Waggle van, which is pretty nice. And 
We talked about pistons, how to protect them, and engines, how to keep them running new, even if they're used or just recently from the dealership. Okay, Craftmoks is asking, will a K24Z7 head mate to a K24A2 block? So trying to learn about the K-series. Yes, it does mate. So the board spacing is the same. The bolt patterns are the same. Where the difference comes is on the cover plate, where the chain assembly exists, and also the assembly and mechanism for the chains and pickups. So you can really piece together things. You can use an older style crank pickup to pick up the crank, as you would on a standard K-series engine, and you can also use any kind of rotation for, I think Duran, if he's still here, helped me with that as well, the guys from PRL, in putting a Type S pump onto the Z7, so you don't have that large assembly with the balance shafts that don't rev very highly and don't provide good oil supply and high RPMs. You can get rid of all of that. But you can still keep the bottom end block of the A2 and put a Z7 head on. I like the Z7 and Z3 heads because when turbocharging, it's very easy to put a turbo manifold on there. Helps with great spool and it's absolutely fantastic, you know? Um, AJ is asking, why do high horsepower diesels tend to use log manifolds rather than equal length, thin wall tubular style, only because the diesels tend to create a lot of heat, and the thin wall ones tend to be impervious to degradation with the high heat that you can see from diesels, you know? Hey BC, boosting my B18 should help with breather box setup. Should I use the rear block ports? I do, I do. I try to make things very, very straightforward as much as possible, you know? It's pretty nice. Um, building a custom six-cylinder F20 straight six power, insane drink, that's pretty cool. That'd be pretty nice, by all means, you know? Um, will the center seat Porsche take your Honda inside the quarter mile, give you ramp up and boost on the center seat? Deep and deep, no. The center seat makes about 500 horsepower, and because of the weight of it, whether you look at my Insight or even the wagon, both those cars will spank the center seat. It's a very nice balanced car. Now, I have an engine in my engine building room that can change that advantage like that. So, what does that mean? When I put in a proper engine in the red one, and Sam and I were talking about that yesterday, it will be a really interesting race. And maybe something that we should do as content. Maybe do a cool race and put that up for you guys to see and get your thoughts on how that race went. That would be pretty cool, you know? Any idea on the strength of Audi 1.8, Mali, Force Pistons? I haven't tested those, so I wouldn't know. But whenever I'm doing anything high horsepower, I tend to go to Force Stuff. And Trom is my piston of choice. These guys have over 30 years of design experience with high and low horsepower applications, whether it's motorcycles, road race, you name it, they are really, really good. Track time, exactly, Sam, absolutely, you know. Um, what head flow did you see from the Porter EcoBoost since the port horrible? <laughs> it wasn't good at all. Put it this way, it flowed like a restricted B-series, even when ported, I can tell you that, you know. Uh, do choose bar. I don't know what that means. Do I? Do you choose nitro aspirated or boosted? Oh, I see what you mean. So, my I hone my teeth in design with nitro aspirated. My CRX, my Insight. I've always been a hardcore NA guy, but um, <coughs> excuse me. Recently, it's been more cost effective to make more power per dollar with boosting. So I do a lot of boosting. So customers ask for boost. So that's why I've been doing that recently. Patelabdu, officials asking, how's my day? My day is going smashing, especially with all of you, my friends here. It's been going extremely well. So thank you so much for asking. I appreciate that by far. Pokemon this is saying G23NA. So you have to forgive me. 
I should go get my hat. <clears throat> I'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> I'm not a huge advocate of mixing and matching heads and blocks. So G23 is where you take an H23 head and you put an F23 block. I tend to build a full H23 or pull a full um, uh, uh, H22. I don't tend to mix, only because the head gaskets are issues and you have to use JB Weld or some creative way of being able to block off the oil returns. It's a challenge, you know? ITBs, yep, I love it, that's the way to go. Thank you, Flaming Porsche says, cool t-shirt, thank you so much. This is the Mulholland Proven Beast Motor 356, which is, exists virtually, <laughs> which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Mulholland is a pretty cool road. Um, we took the Hyundai Veloster N recently to Mulholland with the family, it was fantastic, absolutely great, you know? The Valkyrie, you know what, I haven't driven it. It looks good externally, but I haven't had the opportunity. We're starting to gain a relationship with Aston Martin, so you never know, very soon, I may have the opportunity to drive one. Stay tuned, I'll definitely let you know, and let you know how things are going. Can I obtain more fuel pressure from a stock B18 without going adjustable fuel regulator? So Alexander, there's a getaway of doing it. You can um, restrict the return line and that'll do that. But a fuel pressure regulator, especially how cost-effective they are now, AEM is what we sell here, we typically have them in stock. That's a very easy way of doing it. But putting a restrictor or pill in the return line can give you more fuel pressure. It's not very linear, <laughs> but it can. Another way to do that is if you remove the vacuum uh, um, resource. In other words, the vacuum uh, line that goes to the manifold, where it pulls away pressure when in vacuum and adds a one-to-one -one rate when you're in boost. If you remove that and vent the atmosphere, and hopefully you have a tuning solution for this, that gives you more pressure up until you get to atmospheric pressure, or you get to zero full throttle and uh, zero vacuum in the intake manifold, then it has the highest pressure possible, you know? Unplugging the vacuum, you have a lot of road race cars here that take advantage of running a reference to atmosphere, but you have to have an engine management solution to tune. Because if you unplug it and cap the manifold and vent the atmosphere, your whole car run lean from, I mean, run rich from idle all the way throughout the entire RPM band until you get the full throttle. So that being said, it's very good to be able to definitely have an engine management solution to tune out any rich mixtures you may experience in partial throttle, up to full throttle. Oh, wait, what? Met me at Fuel Fest. Thank you so much. That was a good event. For rain, it was great, which is pretty nice, you know? Um, AJ Thompson saying, have I ever played with individual wide band sensors per cylinder for better tuning? Yes, I have, AJ. Not only have I played with it, I pretty much pioneered it on the inside. You can't see the inside over there, but on the inside. And then AEM, based upon the results I gave them, created this cool device, which is a four-channel wide band system. So what I saw was amazing. Every time we tune, we tend to look at an aggregate or average of all four cylinders. And some cylinders run rich, some cylinders run lean, and what we are tuning for is the aggregate. Now, that may be okay, but if you want to get the utmost in reliability and power, and I'm talking about power on an NA setup, I picked up eight wheel just on tuning that. On Boosted, I think we did an S2000 years ago, I think it was for Sheepy, and we gained like 20 plus horsepower. It's shocking what happens. What you notice on standard planum manifolds, the one that's farthest away, the, the runners are farthest away from the, from the, from the throttle body, tend to get more air and tend to run leaner. And the ones that are close to the throttle body tend to run richer in manifolds. Even on ITBs, like on my own Insight, it was amazing the difference in power. So yes, I've done that. And luckily for me, I ran an AM EMS and allowed me to tune for fuel 
based upon load and RPM. So you can notice that some sensors run richer than others. Some tend to get closer as you go up in RPM or further away, and it makes a big difference. When you tune each cylinder perfectly, it makes a fantastic difference. Absolutely amazing, which is good. Um, have I ever tuned BMW E30 M42s? No, I have not. I've not had the, the privilege, my brothers from Nigeria, to be able to do that yet. No, I have not. Um, what we've had come here are some um, late model M3s, and they typically are on an AM EMS, and then we tune those, or E46 and E36s, with much success, you know? What do I think about the GTX 3076R ball bearing? I think it's great. It gives a very good transient response in terms of when shifting. You don't see the falling out of boost that you may see when you are running a journal bearing turbo. So I do like the cartridge very much. The one challenge I have about that is not rebuildable, so if you have a problem with it and God forbid something goes wrong, you kind of have to get another cartridge. You can't rebuild those. So that's a bit of a challenge, you know? My pleasure, Fastlane Motorsports, all the way from Nigeria, my brothers. I look forward to seeing you guys hopefully later this year. I'll be coming to Nigeria for the final quarter of this year, if not sooner. I'd love to be able to meet with you guys, you know? Putting ITBs on Porsches, can you have a second injector setup? R35R13 is asking. Yes, and it's much easier. So that's what you call stage injection. I wish I could have an example to show you guys, but that's where you have an injector that is away pointing into the trumpets. And to Porsches being flat sixes, I mean, the ITBs can shoot downwards, it makes it much easier and cooler. Now, what are the advantages of doing that? Atomization. If you look at standard injectors, whether you look at the old school Lucas-based injectors or modern day EV style injectors, whenever you pull an injector farther away from a source, you'll notice that the cloud or the spray pattern is much finer. And what does that do? Makes for easier atomization and much easier burn for the engine, creating more heat. Why are fine particles important for making power? Because big globlets of fuel take away heat from the combustion chamber, which affects your power, not in a positive way. And if you have finer mixtures, you have more heat created per combustion event. And that creates an opportunity for more power, which is great, you know? I would definitely let you know Fastlane Motorsports, so Porsches can allow you to do that. Um, which company do I prefer for 94 Super Injectors? I like 5.0. I like guys from 5.0. I also like the guys from um, uh, Injector Dynamics as well. Both of those. Um, Alva Wood, Alva Wood says, Because I've seen your love for Hondas and Porsches, both platforms I love. Is there any chance of you doing a 240SX Sylvia build? It would be awesome. This is my twist. So um, I haven't been a big Datsun Nissan guy, and of course, Deron from Pirate Auto can attest to that. But if you look recently, the closest thing I've done is something we do with Ben from Hoonigans. So we have an S14, S13 kind of hybrid here with a 1J, and that's something I would love, which is absolutely fantastic. And by all means, I put a lot of my technology into that car in terms of fail-safes, in terms of tuning, in terms of flex fuel capabilities, with the dash to be able to read things properly, even ethanol content, lifetime. It allowed me to really showcase my talents as a builder and tuner into a car that someone else put together that's very popular. So that being said, take a look. Go on Hoonigan. Um, I think, I don't remember what the episode is called. I think they have a whole division um, called Staff, not Staff Infection, but Staff Build or something. Anyway. Take a look at that, what Vinny did, and it's pretty cool, you know? Let's see a build on a 2019 Toyota hatchback. I'd love to. I don't have a relationship with Toyota. So we think of relationships I have with Honda, I have with Porsche, I have with uh, trying to develop one of the Mazda as we speak. Of course, Hyundai is there with us quite a bit. Ford, but I have nothing with Toyota. I've done some stuff with TRD in a beta setup for some of their autonomous vehicle programs, but nothing yet, you know? 
Miss Three said, Opa. Oh, you're also Nigerian as well. Hello, sister. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I don't know if you're a sister or a boy. You're probably a guy. I probably read Miss Three. It should be Maza Three. I don't know if you're Miz or Maza. But anyway, let me. Hello, Big UA8. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm thinking about getting rid of my Genesis, says, wait, what? Genesis Coupe 3 from the R-Spec, which is a great car, six-speed, and one a sporty car, preferably auto. What affordable sports car do you like auto wheel drive? I would say the Cayman. I have a, one here, and we're actually putting an engine in. Gerard is helping quite nicely put an engine in a boxer. <coughs> Excuse me. For something that's fun, automatic, mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, Boxster, Porsche Boxster, or Cayman, if you prefer a hardtop. That's the way to go. Hello, Honda Pro Parts. Good seeing you. Thank you so much. You know? If thing in a in an NA Miata, would I get more from ITBs? Absolutely. ITBs do a great job in allowing you to flow more into the combustion chamber to the head, which frees up power. It looks cool and sounds absolutely amazing. Something that's very important is to get a proper engine management solution to be able to take care of that by all means, you know? Intelligible work says Alvaro Wood, been meaning to take a look at Vince Bill. Please do. You'll be very impressed. I was impressed, especially coming from a stock engine, you know? Um, BC got a question, but don't have time right now. Don't log out until I do, please. Well, let me know what your question is, and hopefully I can answer it, you know? S2K Mondo says NSX. I love NSXs. But old school NA1s and NA2s are pretty expensive now. Um, if you can afford it, that'd be a good way to go. But I definitely love the third generation, which is fantastic. Cayman, what transmission does it use? It loses a bit of hybrid of the ASIN that you may see in the earlier model Carreras. But it's a pretty nice unit. It's not a Getrad. I think it's an ASIN hybrid, which is pretty nice. Excuse me. Have you ever tuned a 12-cylinder engine? No. The most I've tuned are 10s, which is the Bible. What do you think of an NAJ series engine, 4.0 liter ITB? What kind of horsepower realistic on a race field for a drag race car? 5 to 600 horsepower? High rev Zeke? Yes. I think it's awesome. Limitation for the J series? Camshaft. Because the cams have to slide into a journal, that journal limits the lift that you can do in the J series. And we love J series, and we've done quite a bit with them. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a bit of a cough here. I don't know why. Getting, throat's kind of getting dry. But long story short, that would be cool. Now, what's a realistic goal? If you do a lot of head work, high compression pistons, and get the head to flow nicely, I wouldn't put it past you to be able to do 100 horsepower per cylinder with a proper cam design. Billet camshaft, of course. It won't be cheap but it can be very enjoyable. So you can do five to 600 horsepower reliably with the right parts and have the patience to keep experimenting. It can be done, you know? Mazda 3 Sedan is asking, how do I feel about the new Supra? I loved it when I saw it on paper. I understand or continue to understand the need to combine powers between BMW and Toyota to make a car that is more cost-effective for the manufacturers to create and something that can have a wide platform for the audience of enthusiasts to have parts that can cross-pollinate from one brand to the other. I saw this weekend at Fuel Fest and it looked better online than it did in person. So, to be determined, I'm gonna try and get one and I think I'll be in a better position to give you insights when I drive it and pay more attention to it. So give me a little bit of time, let me see what I can do. Will 2JZ be good in NSX first gen? 2JZ would be really long, so I, I think that would be, you need a little bit of surgery to make that fit nicely. If you're looking for a cost-effective engine to put in a first gen uh, NSX, I would go with a K-Series, which would be cool, and boost it. That'd be even better, you know? 
Thank you so much, Nota. I'm glad to see you here, Nick, Nota Aaron West. Thank you so much. 9-11 page, thanks for your support. I appreciate your love for 9-11s and posting ours from time to time. You are awesome. Thank you so much, you know. I said that I love the one UZs on the smoking tire. Could I expand? Yes. We've had a Toyota come here from TRD that we tuned with a one UZ supercharged, and it sounded absolutely amazing. It's a cost-effective engine, extremely robust, very underrated in the United States, which means it's cheap for you, and very well, uh, I would say, very well embraced in the Middle East, which is pretty nice. So I love the reliability, the components used by Toyota to build that engine, so it lends itself to some abuse without giving up. And the fact that it sounds like a proper V8, the sound is really, really cool. Especially with this one that came in that supercharged, I like it a lot. In the event that I do expand my interaction with manufacturers to Toyota, I would really insist on building a new car for Toyota and something old school with a 1UZ and creating parts to make something really exciting, which would be nice, you know? Yes, hi, Zeke. We can definitely make the camshaft for you. No problem whatsoever, you know? Oh, MB Ryder says, hello, BC, switching over to Purell after watching a video the other day. Thank you so much. And MB, to assist your efforts, I'm going to post in a few hours my Purell presentation I did that many of you attended, and I love this stuff. Whether it's the break-in or the regular feel, it is my oil of choice, which is pretty nice. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know why I have a bit of a call. Forgive me, please. Especially those of you listening to me on the podcast. I'm so sorry, you know? Um, what import USA cars would I recommend for auto, real drive, never owned a Porsche, and worried about maintenance costs? Well, wait, watch. Don't be worried. Porsches are extremely reliable. Excuse <coughs> me. I am not an advocate of buying cars that are cool for the brand and they're breaking down all the time. I'm not a huge advocate of that. Porsche has a very, very good reliability factor, which is pretty nice, you know? So, if you wanted something else that's auto and real drive and you wanted something that was domestic, I don't know if I can recommend anything domestic that's really cool that wouldn't give you a hard time. A Corvette, but those tend to have any issues if you push them. Japanese, automatic, um, maybe an automatic Supra, but if those break down, it can be given expensive as well. Um, a BRZ or FRS may be a good choice for you as well. Um, but definitely, if I were in your shoes, especially for the pricing you get in our days, I would definitely go with a, a Cayman. That is what I would suggest, you know? Um, so, someone says a tuner claims, Mr. Jimmy, that, that Honda knock sensors are no good for, with build engines. That's not been my experience. I have really seen impeccable capabilities of the Honda knock sensor. I use them on high horsepower builds, low horsepower builds. The frequencies, and maybe it's the engine management that the person may be using. Maybe it's not akin to being able to determine um, what frequencies are noise and what's not. But using AM Infinity, using an AM EMS, Series 2, even a Series 1, are able to filter out rubbish and be able to pay attention and use the Honda Knox sensors. I prefer the Honda Knox sensors to the Porsche ones. The Porsche ones don't give me the amplitude I want. And the Porsche ones are based upon Bosch sensors. The Honda ones, I don't remember who makes it for them, but I get a much cleaner signal and I can really determine knock real time and create a beautiful knock curve for feedback of a safety loop in my engine management solutions of choice. So by all means, that has not been my experience. I love it, you know? YQ, I use an AM Infinity on the Odyssey. That's what I use, you know? Um, Notably said, I've spotted Noah Aaron West saying I've inspired him to make and sell the car parts. Just start developing seat rails for my 63 VW Type 3. Really cool car, because nobody makes the new ones right now. I'm testing sometimes some good. Best to you. You know, we need more 
honest, hardworking people in automotive. And the more people out there doing good things, the better it is. Don't give up. If that's your dream, stay at it. There's a lot of opportunity. Even though there's a lot of noise in the market, there are two things I can say to you when it comes to automotive, especially when you do things that are unique. Go super crazy or go super, super conservative. Don't stay in the middle. The middle has too much noise. Go bananas crazy like the crazy parts we build or do super basic stuff like replacement parts and you can do well. Middle, not so good. D-Ling, how are you, sir? People are losing their minds about the turbo fans. And for those of you who know D-Ling, he's in Belgium. He did the turbo fans on the wagon. If you look at some of the posts I did in the past few days, you'll see that I have these really cool fans that sit on the wagons in the back. It's like little covers. And those are turbo fans, very popular in the 80s and 90s for racing. Porsche, Audi, they really embrace that technology. And what happens is that as you move forward, it does a good job in pulling air from underneath the car. It cools brakes and also helps with downforce. And Dealing is a master. He is absolutely a master. I look at his turbo fans. They are absolutely gorgeous as they are functional. Dealing, I'm going to be building something for Hyundai this year, something very exciting. I want to work with you on something very good for their booth where they can really push us towards the media and help create some more opportunity for you. Let's talk later on. Thank you so much for all your support. Oh my God, time is flying. We're almost over here. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Um, the new Honda Accord versus Type R. Have you tested your Accord? Yes, I have. The Accord is awesome, but Type R is still superior. <clears throat> Both engines are very similar. In the K20C realm, camshafts are smaller on the, on the uh, Accord. Turbo is smaller. ECU is different. Can you give the Accord the capability of a Type R? Yes, you can. Because the base architecture of the engine is similar. Gearbox is different too. So that being said, I've tested both. Type R still reigns supreme. One car or two cars that give Type R a run for their money, I would say with the Euro R from VW. And believe it or not, the Veloster N from Hyundai. It's going to give the Type R a run for its money, but they're all very good cars in that segment. That segment has so much good stuff, which is amazing, you know? Recommendation for engine management solutions that will still pass emissions, any flash program that allows you to stay within the California Air Resource Board um, opportunity. I think Cobb has something, I know Honda has something, but anything that's carb compliant and flashes do that. Whenever you have a full standalone, they typically don't allow for that, which is pretty interesting. Do you have a chance to R? I don't know what he means by YQCM. Um, functionality, absolutely, it's very cool. Very cool, absolutely. Um, have I ever driven a 918? No, I have not. Not a portion of um, Does Tram have pistons set in stock for that build? Which build, Vic? Let me know. But Tram, one good thing about them is even if they don't have it in stock, it takes them a couple of weeks to build something. So hit me up. I have a good relationship with the owner. I actually seen him for breakfast on Sunday. So if you have something that's really pressing, um, write to me here um, as a DM or write to me at salesabismo.com. I'm going to see Barry, the owner, on Sunday for breakfast. I can probably help knock something out very quickly for you to get you there, you know? How could someone come and learn from you and work for you? Well, you could definitely send a resume to lab, L-A-B, at bcmo.com. If you have, have what it takes and tenacity to join the team, I'd be more than happy to have you join the team. And people love taking my interns. Many of my have interns who have gone to General Atomics in, um, in aerospace. Hyundai, Mobis, they love my interns. So they're right here and they see interns. They're like, they grab them, which is good. So if you love automotive, this is the place to be. If you love to be able to interact with other fellow engineers who are humans, Here's the place to be. And what I mean by that, we are engineers that love to actually interact and have fun. We're not one of those weird engineers. We're really fun going engineers. So if you love a team that's exciting, this is the place to be, you know? Feelings on the Veloster N, Libigitas? 
Libitigus, I love it. The Velocia N from standstill to about 60 miles an hour is a blast. You can use some top end, I hope to help with that. If I had a magic wand, I would get a Velocia N if I had a magic wand and create a ton of parts for it. That you could, not crazy stuff where people are like, oh, I can't even do that to my car. Like, bolt on cool stuff. Intercooler, downpipe, um, high flow cat, exhaust flow, just things, uh, flashing program. I would love to be able to do that. So stay tuned. Maybe we can make that happen. Um, is Super Street planning to publish a wagon feature in print? Yes. So Fox Design, the Honda issue, should I be saying that? We'll have the wagon with your components on it, which is pretty cool. So that being said, you'd be very pleased to see that finally in the Honda issue, we're going to have a cool wagon van, or wagon in there, which is pretty exciting, you know? Oh, time is almost up. <laughs> I'm trying to get too many questions as I can, you know? Jordan is saying, I never answered your email. Well, please send it to me again, Jordan. I get hundreds of emails a day. Send it again and put in the title, Tech Tuesday. And that will help me be able to see it even more clearly. Please do, you know? My thoughts on the C8, I think it's awesome. A lot of cues from Ferrari. I thought that was pretty interesting. But I think it's a cool looking car, especially the mid-engine. Uh, Trump is a D16 for your Turbo 2.4 cam. Yes. Vic, write to me. I'm sure I can get something going for you. Especially if you want something that's maybe 76 bore. I'm sure I can get something for you. Write to me. Let me see what I can do for you, okay? Have a good day as well, R35, R13. You're giving me a perfect segue to be able to excuse myself, you know? Um, uh, what's the emissions test process in Cali? Is it similar to MOT? Nothing is like the MOT in the UK. Nothing is like the MOT. You guys check tail lights. It's crazy. Um, the emissions test process in, in, in the United States now with OBD2 is just a, a plug-in opportunity where they check for readiness codes. If you have something pre-OBD2, you actually go on a roller or rolling road, and they measure the emissions coming out of your tailpipe. If you go to, if you're sent to a referee or a ref, there you check everything, and they even check your ECU to make sure it's correct, and the engine to make sure it's correct for your chassis. Oh, there's also a pressure test that's done on your gas cap to make sure that you don't have any fumes emanating from the gas cap itself, and a visual is done in the engine bay to make sure you didn't tamper with any emissions devices. That's just a very short response to how the process is here, you know? See you next week, YQCM, and he provides me a perfect segue, guys. It's been a slice of heaven. It's almost time for me to go. I'm getting this red mark that it's time for me to go, but thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. For those on YouTube, thank you so much as well, and it's going up on YouTube in a few hours. And on Radio Public, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you can also listen to the podcasting from BC Moto. Just do a search for BC Moto on any of your podcast networks, and I come up. So, guys, have a good one. Take care. Stay tuned. Speak to you next week. Cheers. <laughs>